Hey everyone, it's Evelyn, and thank you for joining me again. This is episode number 57, and it's called The Repetitive Edge. I wanted to make this episode be about what it is like to try something and put your all into it and feel the depths of a fall, a failure, and how you can get back up after that and why it's important and what strengths you develop from that and how it changes you as a person when you experience that. And how normal it is to experience it and how often that's going to happen to you in comparison to how many times you will succeed. And I've talked about it um, occasionally on this podcast and its importance and how the bad days are really lessons and the lessons are what mold you into the better person that you're becoming every minute of every day that goes by so fast. I also wanted to talk to everybody about this because it's something that occasionally I struggle with whenever my, you know, highs are really high and I'm celebrating and I'm going, you know, and doing all of these wonderful things and I'm, I'm reaching out to all of these people and I'm making a difference and I feel like I'm succeeding. Everything is wonderful, but sometimes, occasionally, if something get stuck in my life tire, if I get a little thorn in there, then it just seems to spiral into, you know, everything seems to be going wrong. What could I have done different? Well, now it's too late. And I think I mentioned in the last podcast, when it rain, it rains, it pours, you know, and I also noticed that I'm not the only person that feels that way. You know, like when the getting's good, the getting's great, right? But then when you get into a rut, sometimes it can be really hard to crawl out of that rut. And I used to think that it was, you know, certain times of my life, you know, I would be really happy and then I would, you know, kind of fall into this, I would do the same thing every day, kind of hamster wheel, right? But then I realized that it wasn't that, it was my thinking. It was, you know, no matter if I was on cloud nine and everything in the world was going my way or if I was you know shoveling shit on the side of the street (laughs) pardon my French um you know it was the same mentality right it was what you make of it it's how you look at it it's how you take it in it's how you interpret a lesson um or you take the message out of something and you use it to your advantage. And I think that knowing how to use those messages are one of the most important features in being a leader, being a parent, I'm sure, being a good role model to somebody else or a mentor, right? Is, you know, not only knowing in your heart how to look at situations differently to allow yourself to get back up all the times you need to get back up, but to understand and really process that failing certain things at certain times are all part of the plan. It's all part of the learning process to polish you as a craft, polish you as a person, 
so that you can be that strength for other people, regardless of what roles you play in your life. So these are some of the reasons why it's important to keep trying, even when it seems so hard. And some of the excerpts here are going to come from a couple articles that I went through in my research from a website called Dr. Happy. I went into, um, you know, the psychology of trying again and why it's so important. And, you know, my opinions and my thoughts and things like that. We're really just going to dive into this today and, and see, you know, what kind of impact getting back up again has on us, you know, and, and it, I can't, I think of that Chumbawamba 90s song where I get knocked down, but I get up again. I know you're laughing when you're hearing this right now, um, you know, but it's, it's the truth. You know, you get knocked down in life and it's, it's about getting back up again and the sun will shine tomorrow, regardless of how you look at something. So you might as well be happy when you wake up and look at it, right? Regardless. I always say this, time that you spend sad only hurts yourself. The more time you spend sad over a fail, a failure of some kind, regardless of what it is, the more time you're taking out of such a precious life that is so short, you know? So the best thing that you can do for yourself, and this is off script, the best thing you can do for yourself is figure out a way to make it better. Either, um, you know, making it right or moving past it or processing it. Or, you know, taking your time to deal with, I mean, this is if you tried something and you failed at it, or if you get knocked down in regards to something that you could, you know, have control over or something that there's options. Of course, there are things in life that knock you down that you don't have options, like death or something like that. And that's a whole different conversation. But this is in regards to getting back up when you feel like you have tried your hardest and you've gotten knocked down. Or maybe you were overconfident and you were pompous and you walked in and you did something that you were just sure was going to work and you ended up walking out embarrassed, whatever it was. Maybe it was a conversation or a presentation or work or home or whatever. But hopefully after listening to this podcast episode, you will be able to uh, think about it a little bit differently. Okay, so some days happiness seems impossible. Some days happiness, it seems difficult. But some days sadness and depression seems overwhelming and it's hard enough to find the energy to get up and out of bed, let alone to do anything meaningful or constructive. Here's a couple reasons why it's important to keep trying. 13 of them, to be honest, to be exact. Number one. Happy and successful people focus more on the process rather than the outcome. So it's important to keep trying to do the right things, even when the results don't seem to be coming. Number two, even if you don't achieve anything noteworthy, it feels good to try. And that's so true. I can't tell you how many things that I write and how many you know, scripts I put together, how much research I do, uh, how many notebooks I have. And I joke around with everybody about all this all the time. I have notebooks everywhere. I have, you know, and they're not full of anything that, you know, is the theory of, uh, you know, electricity or anything like that. It is thoughts, it's words, it's poems, it's songs, it's feelings, it's emotions, it's ideas, uh, you know, it's you know, just my, I am a person who likes to write everything down. 
Sometimes it's a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse. Sometimes I have to throw those ideas away uh, just because I don't have room for all of those notebooks. And, you know, I said in a couple podcasts ago, you're a different person, you know, even a year afterward, after, you know, the, the person you were last year is not the person you are this year. As a matter of fact, you could even go as far as to say the person you were last week is not the person that you are this week. We all evolve and we change. And so those goals and aspirations and thoughts and ideas and songs and lyrics and, you know, uh, poems and, uh, you know, plans and, and thought, you know, aspirations that I write down and things like that, they change over time. But, um, you know, if you don't, even if you don't achieve anything noteworthy, it, it feels good to try, right? Number three, even if you can't see the results now, making an effort will, in some non-insignificant way, contribute to progress, even if it's in the medium to longer term. Another thing that I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> you know, I talk often about how I had vertical sleep gastrectomy surgery, which in essence and in layman's terms is you have your stomach cut out. Um, and it's uh, for your health. It's for weight loss. It is for... You know, if you've got an underlying illness, which I did, I, I do, I have diverticulitis, um, you know, and so when you're in the days up coming to the surgery, they have you go on a liquid diet and they have you lose a certain amount of pounds so that, that you can prove that you're serious about the surgery. And during that time, you are misery dipped in sin because you're not used to that lifestyle, right? You are not used to having those goals to get to. And you're thinking, what is this all for? You know, how did I get here? You know, but then as soon as you have the, the surgery done, you, you quickly start to realize that this is something so much bigger than your health. This is so much bigger than uh, who you were or who you're trying to become. This is a realization. This is an aha moment in your life where, you know, as you for the rest of your life, you will be growing as a product of that decision that you made to have that surgery. And that just, you know, appeal, that just, um, it just is me that that happened to specifically. Um, but maybe, you know, you can relate to something that happened to you, but that's just an interesting one because as time goes on, you know, things that you did last year were planting seeds for the garden that you live in today. And you don't think about that at the time of, Number four, if you reinforce yourself for trying, you can enjoy at least some satisfaction and positive emotion, which can kickstart the positivity needed to do and achieve and enjoy more. And that's something I tell everybody all the time. Live in the moment. If you've got something to celebrate, don't not celebrate it because you didn't think that it was the big thing. Celebrate it because it was a little thing. Treat it like the stepping stone that it is. Pat yourself on the back for the hard work that you did. You know, don't skip over it because you don't think that it wasn't important enough. Number five, trying is better than the alternative. It it's rarely helps you to give up completely. And that's the truth. And that goes back to dreaming big, which was our last podcast episode. You can want to do things all day long. You can uh, want to, you know, eventually go jet skiing or you could want to eventually travel to Lake Tahoe or you know, you want to zip line someday or, you know, something like that. But if you start climbing the stairs and decide it's too high for you, then you wasted your time, right? And maybe your money. 
But if you push through that fear and you push through that anxiety and you decide to climb up the stairs to the top of that zip line and you you jump off of it, you may in fact feel like it was the greatest decision you ever made, but you won't know unless you try. And that's obviously just an example. There's so many things in life that you get up the staircase for that you think it's not for you and you turn around and you step down. But the reality of it is if you keep pushing through that fear and you walk to the top of that staircase, you'll know then what would have happened if you tried instead of wondering what would have happened had you not. Number six, even if or when you can't find the motivation or reason to do it yourself, do it for others because your efforts and motivation will spread to those who are nearest and dearest to you. And this is something that I love and it's selfish of me in a way. And it's because I have the experience on all sides of the desk per se. And I have not only experienced a very extensive education in what I do, but I have lived it. I have the, you know, the the street cred to <laughs> discuss and talk about some of these items with people. And so speaking from personal experience is not just motivation for myself. I can feel it and it's a contagious energy. Uh, as you guys know, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person and I can feel it when people are taking some of that energy and having it motivate them to be better having that inspire them to be better when they feel appreciated when they feel recognized when they feel encouraged and it's like the gasoline in life that helps me want to take that success a little bit further and want to reach higher and I don't know many other things that can help me as a person individually I don't know about anybody else feel that way Um, And it is selfish, I think, because even though it helps other people, I, um, I, I get this, you know, energy, like a, like a a fire underneath of me that just makes me want to continue to do it, wants me to be better so that I can be better for other people. Number seven, and further trying sends a positive message to others that we can all, even during our most difficult times, do and try something. And that goes back to getting up instead of, you know, letting yourself sit and, you know, just throwing in the towel, getting back up and remembering that, you know, it's sending a positive message to others. And, you know, even in your most difficult times, you ever known somebody who's been through something really hard and you're expecting them to take things really rough and they're okay. And you're shocked and you're like, how you know, they must be avoiding it. They must be avoiding that this happened because they're taking it way too well. You know, really, in actuality, I would say probably half of the time, and this is opinionated, of course, they were expecting it to happen or they were prepared mentally for it to happen. Uh, or maybe they are pushing their feelings to the side. It could have been, you know, that's obvi- always a possibility, but. I would say half of the time there are shockers out like out there like that because they have a positive mindset about something that occurred. They prepared themselves mentally. Um, it's a positive message to others uh, in difficult times that you can send to other people the way that you handle things. But by no stretch of the imagination, don't get that uh, 
confused with people telling you to be strong for others because that can sometimes be a slippery slope too. We'll discuss that in another podcast episode. (laughs) Number eight, sometimes if you begin by faking it, you can create your own inspiration that will then make it real, right? So, um, you know, I had a hard time when I, I, you know, I have several jobs and one of them, I remember just feeling like I'm not going to get this. I'm not, (laughs) this is not happening for me. And, um, I couldn't believe it because at the time it seemed like it would be just the easiest job ever. And, um, you know, color by numbers. And when I got into the nitty gritty, I realized that it was not, it was not as color by numbers as I had assumed that it would be. And, um, the person that was the leader at the time, who's no longer with the company, had said to me, you know, if, I mean, worst comes to worst, just fake it till you make it and then, you know, find out what, you know, find out what the, the real, you know, way is obviously, but, you know, fake it till you make it. And I was like, you know, how do you do that? (laughs) You know? And now when I think back to that, I was so grateful that she said that because here I would have probably thrown in the towel. Like I probably would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Enough is enough. I just cannot show, you know, my face ever again. I just cannot, you know, take another moment where I'm wrong about something else, you know. And instead, I started, you know, smoothing over those awkward silences with, you know, different uh, anecdotes and, you know, different ideas, which actually ended up helping me in the long run. Um, And now, I mean, I just absolutely uh, am able to rattle off, um, you know, different, you know, information. And there's a lot of information uh, at this at this instance I'm talking about. So, I mean, I don't suggest faking it till you make it on everything, but occasionally you have to, and it makes you feel better through getting through it. And then it makes you feel more confident because you know you need it when you're spending the time to practice and polish it, if that makes sense. Number nine, movement creates momentum and effort leads to energy. You know, you need momentum for energy. So that, that has a special effect. Number 10, the more that you do, the easier it becomes and practice makes it better. And and that's so true also. Um, You know, practice sometimes, even if it's something that you love, is a pain. And you feel like you're spending time doing something that you you must not be great at it or it must not be something that you're going to enjoy because you have to practice it to be good at it. You know, why is life unfair sometimes that we're not just automatically great at the stuff we like? You know, you see, you know, on TV, you know, people roller skating and you think to yourself, my gosh, that looks so easy. And then you get out in, you know, the roller skating rink and you fall and you fall and you fall and you fall and and you're discouraged. You're like, why is this happening to me? Meanwhile, there's like six year olds that are skating by you doing the twists and lifting their leg up. And you're just like, why am I not great at this too? But the reality of the situation is, and it's, and it's ugly reality (laughs) is that if you went to that roller rink and you put some knee pads on and you practice every single day, 
that you could only go up from there. You could only get better from there. Uh, and it sucks. And it's something that nobody wants to do. But it's that way with everything that you do. And that's like insider tip right there is that you could want to do anything. You could want to invest in stock. You could want to learn about real estate. You could want to learn a different language and you could think that it's the hardest thing in the world and just not even want to go in that direction. But the truth of the matter is, even if it piques a hair of interest in you, commit. Commit and learn it all and learn it well and go the extra mile. And after you've learned it and learned it well, innovate. Innovate take that, you know, take that amazingness that you put together over the course of however long a time that it took you to put it together. And if you feel passionate enough about that, elaborate, take it and think about the things that you could do with it to make it better. Think about the things that you could do with it to make it more successful. Think about the ways that it could make money for you or for the company that you're working for or the people that you're representing or the, you know, charity that you work with or the school that you go to. Think about ways that it can be impactful and make a difference, right? So, I mean, I could go on a soapbox about that all day long, but, um, you know, it's all about, it's all about that momentum, right? And practice, practicing, practice, practice, practice. Number 11, trying something might lead you down a path that you hadn't considered, which might then contribute to a positive outcome you you'd not imagine possible. And I was talking about that earlier, is that, you know, a lot of people don't end up going doing in life what they went to school for. I think that there's a lot of reasons behind that, you know, being young and feeling pressure to go to school right away is one of them. Maybe, you know, like we change so much, maybe liking something before you don't really like it now. Um, or over the course of time, you just fall out of it. Or maybe it's like, like hearing a song. And I, I was talking to people about this today. Well, you hear a song at first on the radio and you're like, man, I really like this song. And then you start to hear it everywhere. You start to hear it when you go shopping at the grocery store. You start to hear it every time you get into the car. You start to hear it every time you turn around. It's on TV. It's on commercials. It's on movies. And then eventually, you don't like the song anymore because you're sick of it. You've just heard it too many times. And that is, you know, that is the repetition that can be bad, right? But if you try something that you maybe not have considered before or that you take a different road than you normally would take. That's taking that risk. That's jumping into that pool and trying something different might be what works well for you. And, you know, some people have the uh, cojones to do that and some people don't. And I would say that it, it, it definitely holds people back when they're afraid to take the risks And some people don't take enough risks. And on the opposite spectrum, some people take too many risks and it hurts them. You have to find that that nice, comfortable gray area where you feel like it's worth it uh, and that you have a plan B in case your risk doesn't work out to float you along until the next opportunity that obviously you're well educated and it's a sure gamble, you know, and by sure gamble, I mean something where you're pretty confident that's going to work out in your favor, but there is a hairline 
of, you know, thoughts that it may go in the other direction, but you know, you're pretty sure. And if it does, you're prepared, right? If it goes in the other direction, you are already taken care of because you've lined things up that are going to take care of you, if that makes sense also. So number 13, remember that sometimes you'll surprise yourself and something great will happen. Uh, And that's so true, you know, uh, just when you least expect it. In reviewing the psychology of trying again and why it is so important, we're, we, we look at, you know, the eternally persisting question, why should we keep trying again? Aren't hundreds of failed attempts enough? I mean, why, why, why? That's what most of us think to ourselves when we failed once or twice. But the secret is trying again. I think that when you fail at something once, an alarm goes off in your mind. You start scrambling to think of why you failed and where you went wrong. And I mean, honestly, whenever I failed at things, despite all of my attempts to figure out my wrongdoings, I can't figure out where I went wrong. I've always needed that someone to tell me my mistakes. And that recording of events that shows you a timeline of you and your mistakes, I believe that that's because it's my mind thinking that I didn't do anything wrong and yet I still failed. It must mean that I can never succeed at this thing. This thinking forms the basis of trying once is enough mentality. And that's so true. And it's something that I broke out of. And, um, you know, that's what this podcast episode is all about. If I didn't do anything wrong first and I still failed, then it must mean that success in that particular thing is just impossible, right? That's the impact of the first failure. When you totally give up after that initial failure, your mind is then programmed such that you are starting to think that if you failed, then everybody else must too. However, if you try again, you start to notice your mistakes. You start to notice the little and big things where you went wrong. You correct each of them one by one, trying again and again and again. Eventually, you develop such a method that acts as a catalyst for your success. We wouldn't be here if not trying again. We owe all of our progress to continuous effects and sheer force of will. It's in a man's nature to both succeed and fail, to enjoy success and failures. Should the latter happen to you, the worst thing that you can do in such a moment is giving up. There are such moments and ups and downs in life where even if you lose it all, there's a slither of hope. The universe pierces its eardrums and saying, give it up. (laughs) But at the same time, hope somehow, somewhere whispers, try it once more. Some of the greatest discoveries and inventions are the fruit of continued efforts. And that's a fact. We have to often face failure in our lives. And sometimes some of those failures have more of an impact than others. Some crush us. And some we're okay with. But this doesn't mean that failures are totally and completely bad. They're good in a way. Far better is to dare mighty things to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight that knows not victory or defeat. Failures are fine. Sometimes they're better than successes. The thing that is infinitely worse than failure is never trying. If you never try, you can never fully realize the potential that you have in yourself. If you do try, you start to realize your potential and you start to figure out where you stand 
And that is the first step to improve yourself, to know yourself and to get back up every time you fall. Our greatest glory is not never failing, but in rising every time we fall. And that's what was so important about making this episode. I wanted everybody who understands the goal in this podcast series and all of these episodes to realize that not every day is going to be perfect. Not every lesson is going to be interpreted the same. Not every relationship that everybody has is the same. Not everyone's going to make the same amount of money or dream the same dreams, but we are all going to fail sometimes. And if you don't get back up, it's like you never tried anything at all. And the next day, you know, even the next day, I say the sun will still shine. And that's the truth. Regardless, uh, you know, I look at items and I think that's going to outlive me. (laughs) You know, this necklace is going to outlive me or that lamp is going to outlive me. Um, You know, but who you are today, what you're doing today, every day is a gift. It's a, it's a, it's a piece of magic that is so under, uh, appreciated, just taken for granted, you know? And so for the days that we do have and the goals that we have and the dreams that we owe it to them, we owe it to ourselves, to those dreams that have, you know, brought themselves to light in our, in our minds. We owe it to them to get back up and continue trying and have that, sense of self-worth and the those stories to tell other people that will help other people when it comes to places that we might have fallen short. I hope that this episode was able to have an amazing effect on you the way that doing the research uh, has done on me. And I am going to exercise a lot of the items that we went over in this podcast episode because getting back up is so important, right? And uh, it's the repetition that counts. It's the repetition of getting back up. The repetition of the hamster wheel whenever you get snagged. The thorn in the tire. At any rate, please feel free to send me some feedback if you'd like on my voicemail on my podcast site. Or send me a direct message to my Life Over Matter podcast. My Life Over Matter podcast anchor on, uh, on Instagram. I'd love to hear from all of you. And if neither, please, um, you know, share this with your family and friends, invite them to come on this journey with us to be our best selves. Uh, you know, I, I usually mention it and didn't mention it this time. I am by no stretch of the imagination, a psychiatrist. I'm not a life coach. I am just a regular person trying to help myself and help others at the same time. Um, and I just have like a quirky and fun way of looking at life. I'm a pretty positive person and I uh, have lived a lot of life and I, I just went after the year that we had last year to, um, you know, find the light in life and share it with others. So uh, you can come and listen to me every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful morning, a great afternoon and good night.